Hey guys, welcome back to the Advanced Beginner Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to the self-starter and all of us. I'm just the lucky one that gets to interview people who are making it happen, going out there and trying new things and not being afraid. And we get to learn from them. And today is no exception because I brought on someone I really look up to for their entrepreneurial spirit. His name is Houston Max. He is the co-founder and inventor of Bendel Waddle, which is the world's first fully insulated water bottle with integrated storage. It is super cool to hear Houston's story. Um, he's always been an entrepreneur at heart and has always been looking for solutions to everyday problems. It's awesome to see how the last five years has really shaped his future with Bendel. And I hope you guys enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Enjoy. Hey, Houston, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, this is a little different because we're not face to face since you live in San Diego and I live in LA, but I'm still excited we found the time to get together and talk about all things Bendel. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Am I saying it right, Bendel? Bendel, yeah. <laughs> B-I-N-D-L-E. Um, yes. For those of you who don't know, Houston owns a company called Bendel Bottle, which is basically a, a a bottle that also has a cool bottom compartment. Can you talk more about it, Houston? Yeah, so it's a, a stainless steel vacuum insulated bottle. Um, so it'll keep your drink hot or cold for 24 hours. And then there's a compartment on the bottom that screws off and you can hold your credit card, car keys, headphones, cash, um, so it's great when you're, uh, on a hike or yoga class or the gym, when you're wearing either yoga pants or, or board shorts and need an extra spot to, to hold your stuff. Yeah. I, it's so funny. You've been doing this a couple of years, but I remember when I met you, you just started to come up with the idea and just did your Kickstarter campaign. So yeah. how many years have you been like working on Bindle and when did this idea start for you? Um, so I, I thought of the idea in 2015 and then I made a promise to myself that, um, starting 2016, I would just go for it. No questions asked, nothing get in my way. So I really started pursuing the idea, um, January 1st of 2016. Um, and it took me about nine months to, to get a prototype in my hands. Yeah. I find, you know, I've talked to a lot of people about their ideas and apps and things that they start that aren't physical. And I would find that creating a physical product has a lot of elements that are quite difficult. And did you run into a lot of problems as you started to build the prototype? Yeah. I mean, even to this day, we're still like jumping through hoops and new obstacles come up, but um, at the beginning, like I had nowhere to, no idea where to start. Um, I started by finding a shape of a water bottle that I liked and that's literally how I started. <laughs> really? And then what was your next step after that? Like what, how, if someone wants to make a physical product, how do they, if they don't have a mentor in that space, how do they go forward? Yeah. So the way I started and, and looking back, I probably would not have done this, but I, 
so I got this sample of the bottle that I thought had a cool shape. Um, and I literally took a notepad and like drew out the idea as best as I could. And I, I hired a contractor in China and tried to tell this guy my idea and the idea, like he would go out and find a factory that could make my product. Right. Um, so yeah, I went back and forth with him for about, um, five or six months and, and didn't really get anywhere because of the language barrier. And it was just really hard to communicate everything. So after, yeah, like five or six months, I, um, I started looking in the States for somebody to, to like make it or whatever. Yeah. And it, and now is Bindle made in the U S or you still, um, produce the product overseas? It's, if it was made in the U.S., it would be a $400 bottle. <laughs> we, Talk, about we into it. <laughs> Talk about that. Is that like such a, such a weird thing when people claim things are made in the U.S.? Is it? I mean, China just, is just so far ahead of everyone in terms of mm-hmm. manufacturing. Like the U.S. can do some things, but when it comes to stainless steel, um, China's, they're the bee's knees. Yeah. And so when you started working on this, design and project what was what was carrying you forward the entire time what was kind of your passion behind it I guess uh I mean I've I've always been an entrepreneur at heart I've always loved kind of like the side hustle um like when I was 13 I would I would go get golf balls out of a lake and um wash them and sell them at the golf course and then when I was in college, I, I made these umbrella hats with my school colors and sold those at tailgates. So I've just always like loved kind of the, the hustle of it um, right. and the feeling of getting something accomplished. Yes, that's amazing. So 2015 to now, that's insane. Five years, you have your physical product. You started on Kickstarter, no? Is that how you got the first bottle out to people? Yeah, Kickstarter launched September of 2017. Okay. So the year of 2016 was really about your design and finding um, the production means and whatnot. And then Kickstarter helped you launch further. Yeah, so like kind of in between that. So all of 2016, I was doing it solo. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up putting myself in $20,000 of credit card debt, just like working with different people and no way. Um, you know, putting down deposits to try to get to the next step that ended up not working out. Um, and then beginning of 2017, I actually had like a little plastic prototype thing. Um, okay. And I got breakfast with my mentor, who's a, a successful entrepreneur. Um, and he loved the idea. So we became official 50-50 partners in March of 2017. Um, you and your mentor. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he was able to introduce me to, um, you know, all the connections and uh, a factory that could actually manufacture the bottle and, um, you know, help with design and all that stuff. So from there, it was having the partnership was a big game changer for you, it sounds like. Um, yeah, just in terms of um, connections and also, you know, the finance side of it, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of pressure off. Right. And 
what is, how did you meet your mentor and what was that process like finding someone that you could come to with advice and, or, you know, ideas and get advice? Yeah. So he is a, a family friend. Um, I would actually, he would throw these parties and I was like 13 at the time, but I would, uh, chauffeur people to and from their cars in a golf cart from <laughs> his house. Um, I love that. Yeah. I, I knew he was an entrepreneur. So I just kind of always sent him a bunch of my ideas and, um, this one, uh, piqued his interest. That's amazing. So now looking back, where are you now with Bindle? What is happening in the Bindle world? So right now we're, we're working on expanding our product line. Um, so we, we launched with, with one size bottle, a 24 ounce. Um, last June, we came out with a, a 20 ounce version. Um, okay. So yeah, we got some it's new products. A little products slimmer, right? The 20 ounce? Sorry? Is it like a little slimmer, like a little taller? Yeah. So we, we got a lot of feedback, um, about the 24 ounce bottle cause it's a little wide and it didn't fit in cup holders. Ah. So, uh, you know, we, we listened to our customers and, um, that's what led us to creating something a little slimmer for, uh, how, how do your customers give you feedback and what has that been like? Um, so whenever somebody purchases a bottle, um, off our website, we have, um, you know, emails asking our customers for reviews and feedback and comments, questions, uh, you know, whatever it is. And we're also really, really, you know, we take pride in our customer service and always want to make sure our customers are happy. So, you know, between those two things, um, people tell you the truth and, uh, yeah, we just make sure to always try to listen. Yeah. I mean, I love that you say you're putting the customers first because without a customer, you wouldn't have a product. And I find that sometimes people just want to push out product and they're not really interested in how the user feels about it or what their day-to-day life with the product is like. And so I guess, you know, do you carry a bundle every day? Are you your own customer? Oh yeah, of course. Every day. Every day. I can't, I, I need to order mine. I'm really, I've been meaning to, cause I want to see what it would be like to carry it to the beach or to the, you know, to a park when I don't want to carry a bag. Yeah. We've, we've heard some pretty cool stories. Um, uh, this lady, she has to carry insulin with her every single day. And, and, uh, that needs to be stored in like a cool, dry place. Um, wow. and, the bindle bottle was perfect for her to carry her medicine with her. And she shared that with us. And we thought that was super cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Have you had any other interesting, um, stories or tidbits about what people use the bottom cap cap for? Yeah. I mean, we, we've learned new things like every week about what people are putting in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, there, there's the whole music festival scene. So, you know, that's a whole nother side of it, but, course um it was funny we we gave our we share office with uh with this lady and we gave a bottle to her daughter she's like eight or nine years old um and she had to write in her uh like first grade first grade class what you know what inspires her what she's happy about whatever and she chose to write about bindle bottle 
<laughs> no way. So funny to see like little first graders writing, like talking about Bindle. It was cute. That's amazing. You're starting the next phase of entrepreneurs. Someone's going to look up to you. No, no. <laughs> um, I love that you say that your entrepreneurial side has been something that you've just always had. And you talk a little bit about your first ideas. But have you had any other ideas that have happened while working on Bendel? And have you had to decide to, you know, kind of slow down other ideas and put more focus on Bendel to see it happen? Yeah, I mean, every day I I look for problems and try to think of solutions. So, like, I've thought of a few ideas um, while I've been working on Bindle, but there's no way I could handle both of them right now, especially with, with the way that Bindle's growing. So, you know, all my eggs are in this basket. Right. And when did that change from being, like, your side hustle to kind of your, what it sounds like to be your full-time job right now? Um, actually two weeks ago. Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> no way. Yeah. So did you recently left your full-time job, right? And now you're focusing on Bindle fully. Is that what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So wow. I was trying to juggle the two for a while. Um, and it was hard, you know, I would go to bed late, wake up early and it's just gotten to the point where, you know, I, I just have to dedicate all my time to it or else it won't be able to grow anymore. What's your advice for someone who is trying to work on a side hustle while also working on a full-time job? Do you have, you know, tips, tricks, thoughts? On- I mean, yeah, it definitely yeah. gets really tiring because once you're done with your nine to five or whatever, you kind of just want to go home and watch the office or something. Um, of course. My, my advice, like just, work on it every single day, even if it's for 10 minutes. Um, it's, it's all about momentum. Okay. Uh, so like, I don't know if you, if you're we're, or doing like a gym plan or whatever, if you just stick to it and like do it every day or every other day, it's easier to just keep doing it. Where if you take a week or two weeks off, then you kind of just, you know, get over it. So. Yeah. And you lose, and you lose that momentum. I love that word. Yeah. Um, I love that you use that and, conjunction with your work on Bindle, because I feel like from an outsider's perspective, I have seen the momentum and growth that Bindle has had over the last couple of years. Um, especially being noticed by like Oprah was such an amazing thing to see from the outside. What was that like? Yeah, that was amazing. So, uh, we go to this trade show every year in Chicago, it's called the housewares trade show. And, um, we Is got a where, like, booth. Well, People just have products there. Yeah, there's there's kitchenware, dishware, like tons of stuff. Okay. Um, so we went in 2018 in March, um, and we got a free booth in the design debut section because we were we were first timers. Um, and all the products there, there's a lot of the same stuff. So we had something new and fresh. Um, so we were able to stand out a little better. Um, and apparently Oprah's team was there. Uh, they didn't say hi to us. They didn't introduce themselves. But, uh, three months later I got an email with a photo of our booth from that trade show. Um, they were requesting samples and, and asked if we wanted to be a part of Oprah's favorite things. Oh my gosh. I just got chills. (laughs) Kind of because you never know who's watching. Yeah. And 
that's really cool that you took the time and went to go do that. And then that's how you got noticed by Oprah. It's nuts. Yeah. And, um, the day it launched was just insane. Uh, Did you notice the effects of being noticed by Oprah at all, like in your business? Yeah. Even to this day. Um, so yeah, the, the list launched November 7th of 2018. I like remember it perfect. <laughs> and I woke up at 6am cause that's when it went live on the East coast. Um, and that day we did 40,000 in sales. A normal day for us before then was like, you know, a few hundred bucks. Oh my gosh. So that's that just like kind of put us on the map. It was insane. Um, no, we actually sold out in like the first week. So we were kind of like scratching our heads, like, damn, we need, we need more product like fast. So we, I like to call it an oh shit order. Okay. So we placed an oh shit order and like asked our supplier to get us bottles ASAP. Um, but we were taking orders all of Q4, um, and used, uh, January and February, of 2019 to fulfill all the back orders. Wow. Do you do your own shipping and handling and like, what's that process like? And I guess from the beginning till now, what has that been for you? Yeah. So we have a warehouse about 15 minutes from our office. Our office is in Encinitas. Okay. Um, so that's where we keep all our stuff and they also handle all the shipping. Okay. Were you ever shipping bottles yourself in the beginning? We, we ship, uh, one-offs as samples to, uh, a couple people. Um, so yeah, we have a little batch in our office. So if we need to like make something special or, or include a handwritten note or something, then right, you uh, we can. have the resources to do that. Exactly. What's your biggest challenge right now as you begin to grow and just two weeks ago, like do this full time? Um, so yeah, challenges, I mean, every day there's, there's something new that pops up, uh, you know, whether it's a unique customer service issue or, you know, something's going on with our fulfillment center. Um, so like, it's hard for me to really like pinpoint a main challenge just cause like, you know, every part of the business at this stage is a challenge. And do you know, many, think of new ways to like grow the business or, you know, how many people are, are in your office? So it's, uh, myself, my partner, and then we have a, a part-time intern right now. So there's three of us. Wow. Oh my gosh. And is your dream to grow it to a full staff? And you were talking about expanding the product line, like you looking to do things besides just bottles. Uh, yeah. So we have a product coming out. Um, this spring, it's not a bottle. I can't really talk about it right now. Ooh, yeah. It, it would be cool. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. But, so we, um, get, like, we get some, um, insider scoop, but not all the way since you can't tell us everything. So it'll just, it's something that will make it easier to, to carry your bottle on your phone. Oh, amazing. I love this, but it will be, it'll be nice for the hiker or the festival goer or stuff like that. Amazing. Where have you, have you been out and seen a bindle in the wild and not known that person yet? (laughs) 
I have not, but I hear about it every day from my friends, and I, I still have not seen one in the wild. Oh, man. Do you get photos from people that see Bendel's out and go, Houston, look? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And um, just yesterday, my, my friend does valet. He's like, dude, like I, I parked a car yesterday and uh, there was a bindle bottle in the front seat. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's really you, cool here. Yeah. I mean, those are the moments when you feel, I'm sure, feel like you're you're doing it. You're kind of living this dream of yours. Um, creating something and seeing it fulfilled is really exciting. Yeah, definitely. Even just reading the random reviews on our Amazon page, like those make me super stoked. Oh, that's awesome. If you could start over with Bendel, what would you, is there one thing that you would change along in the process? Um, yes. During my, my 2016 stage, when I was just riding in debt, um, I, I would have avoided a few of those situations just cause you know, it, it did put me in a lot of debt and wasted a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like every decision I've made has got to, got me to where I am now. So, yeah. I mean, in terms of the moments where you were making decisions that put you in more debt, what could you have done to avoid that? And maybe can you expand a little bit more on, on um, going into debt because of a like business decision, business decision. Uh, I mean, at the time, like I, I had no idea if it was the right or wrong decision. Like my mindset mm-hmm. was, I don't have a kid, I don't have a mortgage, so like, what, what's the worst that can happen? So, you know, I kind of just had like a fuck it attitude with regards to trying to get it to the next step. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, looking back, I could have, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. Like, I don't know what I would have done differently. Yeah. Cause everything led you to this moment. You feel like it's all been part of your process. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Cause you know, you call somebody, they can't do it, but they point you in the right direction. Then you end up, you know, taking it to the next step with that person, but then it falls through, but then they introduce you to this guy. So it's just like mm-hmm. a, uh, like a waterfall of, you know, learning and getting it to the next step. Yeah. Did you, um, ever read any books or like have entrepreneurial mentors that, you know, weren't your partner now, but other, other people in the space that you look to for advice? Yeah. The, the lean startup is one of my favorite books. And that's, I was kind of reading that like in tangent, um, in 2016, you know, trying to get the MVP and that like little plastic prototype that I finally got was my MVP. And that's what got me my, um, my partner. So is that, is that something in the, in the lean startup where they, they talk a little bit more about the MVP, what you mean by that? It means a minimum viable product. So, you know, long story short, instead of spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to get the perfect product that you don't know everybody's going to love. Just get something that will work that you can show people and then, you know, start getting feedback on that, that MVP. 
My gosh. And that's really what took you to the next level of bringing yeah, yeah, exactly. on board as a partner. Yeah. Did you realize you were following the, that theory in lean startup or did it come to you later that you had just created your MVP? <laughs> or, um, or did you know you were doing that? Yeah. I, I was very conscious of, of what I was trying to accomplish by, by reading that book. That's awesome. And when you created that, that first product, what is different about it now beyond it being plastic? I know now it's um, a steel compartment, right? Yeah. So the, the MVP, um, the storage on that was, you know, about an inch deep. So it could, it could barely fit a car key. Okay. Um, and today the storage uh, is deep enough to hold a credit card or ID. Okay. So that's, that's kind of the main difference um, along with today's version being vacuum insulated and, and stainless steel. Yeah. And it, it holds like your liquid, like your liquid cold or hot, depending on yeah. what you want to use it for. Yeah, of course. That's really cool. Did you have trouble figuring out how to make your compartment deep enough while also making sure you had enough ounces for the liquid? Yeah. I mean, there's kind of that magic number, um, in terms of liquid capacity that, that people like. Um, so that's, that's why it went with 24. We thought that was kind of a, a good number. Um, I know 32 ounces is extremely popular. Um, but we're, we still got to do some more R and D around a 32 ounce bottle. Cause, um, you know, people don't want to be carrying around a huge clunker. So, um, right. how you know, like giving up one thing and adding more of another and stuff. Yeah, like that. that was my question kind of is like, if you're trying to appease a 32 ounce drinker, how, you know, how do you make the, the compartment happen? Cause it seems like it would be so big at that point. So you're just saying that that's a part of your research and development. You're still thinking about. Yeah. So a 32 ounce size is, is on our radar. Um, but we just got to figure out how to, you know, make it user friendly still and not make it like a huge thing. Right. I'm excited about your new product though. This sounds like, this sounds exciting. What was kind of, I don't know, um, your inspiration to add something else to the bindle bottle line. Did you know you wanted to do more with it or was it something that happened organically as you started to gain more business and traction in the space? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just listening to the customers. Um, so that's where our, our 20 ounce version came from. And the product we're working on now is, is solving a problem that our customers have, have voiced. Um, and then, I mean, then we, we definitely want to keep evolving and, and releasing products, but we want to, you know, make sure that they have the bindle flavor to them where, you know, there's something unique. Definitely. I mean, you don't want to just put something out there that you're just pushing out product that you don't believe in and love exactly. too, and that you don't use, um, personally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Has it been fun to design the bindle and this new product that you can't totally speak about, but do you like the design aspect or are you more of like thinking about the product or do they go hand in hand? 
Uh, yeah, they kind of go hand in hand. I, I definitely love the design aspect of it. Um, and, you know, seeing your first sample of, of the thing you had pictured in your head is like the best mm-hmm. feeling. I can only imagine. Has it been fun <laughs> picking like colors and things like that? Do you find you have to do a lot of market research or you just pick things you like visually? Yeah, we do a lot of market research. Um, and we also want to make sure that whatever new color we come out with it, it fits in our current product line. So everything yeah. like, you know, looks nice when it's yeah. on together. Exactly. What have your advertising efforts been like? I, I wanted to ask a little bit, what do you think about influencer marketing and Instagram and how that whole process has been like for you? Um, but before we dive in there, can you just talk about how do your marketing, um, tactics and how you're getting people to hear about Bindle? Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're on Facebook and Instagram and, and all the social media platforms. Um, it, it has been, especially in the beginning, a challenge, um, explaining everything that the Bindle bottle can do. Mm-hmm. especially through an ad where people's attention spans are like five seconds. Um, and you know, at first glance, the bottle looks like just a normal like hydro flask or whatever. Right. Um, so like, I don't know there's, there's kind of an education side to it where like, Hey, like it can hold your water and keep it cold for 24 hours and it can do this. Um, so like kind of communicating all that, and getting it to fit in somebody's attention span when they're scrolling through Instagram um, has been a challenge. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, do you find that you're working more with like video and like stop motion graphics, or do you find that a photo doesn't really speak to everything you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah, definitely video. Um, it's just a lot easier to show everything it can do when you have some motion in there. Yeah, exactly. Because it's so cool to think that it's just a regular bottle and then the bottom opens up. So that's the most exciting part. So you have to use something to educate potential buyers. Yeah. And and, um, kind of back to your question with marketing, um, an area that's been pretty huge for us is is like corporate gifting where, Mm. you know, a company like Hulu wants to put their logo on the bottle and gift it to all their employees or something like that. Wow. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. And with that, you, you know, there's, it's high volume and then there's the whole word of mouth aspect to it. Exactly. And you, and you start to get people who love their bottle and end up going to you for like their family members or their boyfriend or whatever. Right. Exactly. That's awesome. Have you thought about doing like more high level advertising or is that something like later down the line or do you feel like in this space it's not necessary? Um, yeah, so that's one of the things I'm starting to put more effort into is um, like the, the corporate stuff, uh, mm-hmm. for charity golf tournaments, uh, corporate gifts, events, stuff like that. Have you seen any like fakes pop up or people copying your idea and what's that been like and do you have a patent on your product and talk about that a little bit cool yeah good question um so one of the first things 
we did was apply for a patent um, and it, it just got approved last October. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, pretty exciting. Um, so as far as copycats, uh, yes, there are some. There's one on Amazon. Um, you know, the, our patents in the United States and all the manufacturing occurs in China. Okay. Um, so, you know, we, we knew we were going to have a copycat and, uh, it is a Chinese product and they're based in China. It's not like a brand like ours. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, the quality's a little inferior, but, uh, okay. I mean, it's, it's honestly bound to happen no matter how strong of a patent you have. So right. that's where kind of like building a strong brand comes into play where people know like you're the original one. Right. They're not going to go for the other one. Or if they do, people will make fun of them. <laughs> They're like, oh, this is the fake one. What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> do you want to see Bendle in stores? Like, do you imagine seeing Bendle at an REI? Uh, yeah, that would, that would be awesome. I have you, yeah. Have you thought about the, like that at all? Is that something that you're focused on or does that come later down the line? Um, we're definitely focused on it to an extent. Um, there's a strategy to it though. Okay. Um, and you know, stores, bigger stores like REI and, you know, Dick Sporting Goods or whatever. Um, they, they want like the big new hottest brand in their store. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're kind of just making sure that our, our timing is right. Yeah. Before we approach uh, guys like them. That makes sense. Um, Before we wrap this up, I've really enjoyed talking to you. I love like hearing the ins and outs of like business and what the process has been like, but is there anywhere in your life where you still feel like a beginner, where you still feel like you're learning? Every single day. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally every day. Uh, something happens where I'm like, Oh damn, like, what do I do? How do I take care of this? Um, you know, and like getting this thing to the next step, like right now I'm, I'm trying to do a lot of corporate outreach where I try to get, you know, companies to brand their or put their logo on a bottle. Like I've never done that before. So, um, it kind of just goes back to, you know, just keep trying and you'll fail. But every person you talk to is going to point you in the right direction and and help get you to that next step. Right. Without trying, without taking the step forward, you won't go anywhere regardless. Yeah. All all about momentum. I love that. Thank you so much, Houston. I've enjoyed talking to you so much. If you could leave us besides with the wonderful word of momentum, which I'm going to take as my mantra for the week, if you could leave us with one bit of advice or thought or, you know, what you've been focused on in 2020, um, anything for someone who's trying to start something new, what would you say to them? Um, just go for it. I mean, there's, there's not much to lose. Um, the worst thing that will happen is you're going to learn a little bit. So (laughs) just go for it. I love that. I love that. You're having fun. Especially if you're having fun, that is worth it. Um, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm going to leave information on how people can purchase a bendel 
and um, I can't wait to buy my own. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Tess. That was a lot of fun. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Advanced Beginner. If you're interested in getting your own bindle bottle, which you definitely should, Houston has given us an amazing opportunity at 20% off. You can use my code TESS20 online at bindlebottle.com or check out their Instagram at bindlebottle. Thank you, Houston, for joining me and thanks everyone for listening.